0: Welcome back to the Females in Motorsport podcast. This is your host Manvi and today we're going to be talking about my experience at the Formula E race in Portland last weekend. Oh my god, it was honestly so much more than I even expected. I had just the most amazing time. I was in the paddock as a media this weekend, which meant that I had access to the back of the garages obviously the media center and the paddock itself where you can literally just see all the drivers just hanging around all the time you see all the team principals engineers everyone all the time and this was a very surreal experience for me i feel like i say this a lot on this podcast but it's true i feel like i've been getting these really amazing opportunities lately through females in more sport which has just been the experience of a lifetime like i can't even believe i was in the paddock and like getting to meet all these teams and do all these brand collaborations and all these things that i was literally dreaming about just six months ago so it's really been um a whirlwind to say the least but let's start at the beginning so i reached portland on friday in the morning and i headed to the track around like noon so thursday is basically like the like media day but like it's pretty like unofficial media day i would say especially if you're comparing to f1 like in f1 there's obviously press conferences and the media pen and all those things but on thursday in formula e the teams really do their own media like if they have any collaborations like we had with a couple of teams we filmed some content with jaguar tcs racing as well as maserati msg racing and mahindra racing so this is the day that they all chose to have me in their garage and film content because this is kind of like their unofficial media day. They also film content with their drivers for their own social channels, for the Formula E social channels. So it's that's kind of like the vibe there. So I reached around noon and I went straight to the media center. Firstly, obviously I got my accreditation pass and then I went into the paddock. I walked around, which was just just you know, absorbing everything. And I went to the media center. It was pretty empty on this day because there's not a lot of media on Thursdays at Formula E races. And I just hung around until it was time for me To meet Mahindra Racing. I went to the back of the garage and we filmed content with Andrea Aykroyd that is actually live on Instagram already. You can take a look. We filmed some content for International Women's Engineering Day with her, where she told us top five things about Formula E, where she walks you through the series, the car, and all those fun things. So I highly recommend like go check that out on our Instagram channel. And then after that, I had a couple more interviews. So I did a irl video podcast with rose jackson who is a senior communications officer at jaguar tcs racing that will be coming very 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 shortly i am so excited for you guys to see this to be honest it's going to be on our youtube and i've always kind of wanted to do this but because i film all our podcasts virtually it doesn't really give that feeling that I would want like what happens with the video podcast like I think with virtually it just it doesn't look that exciting but this was like truest to its form like IRL video podcast so that should be going live very soon this week I can't wait to see what you guys think and in the podcast Rose kind of walks us through how she went into motorsport and what her role includes in PR and comms at Jaguar TCS racing so it's a very informative podcast I will say especially if you're a comms or pr person or if you're somebody who wants to break into the motorsport industry but doesn't know how to because rose will just really break it down for you after that i had a track walk interview with a very senior member at jaguar tcs racing sarah morrow who is the head of business operations and has been at the team from day one she actually helped set up the team that was really cool she has such a nice vibrant warm colorful personality and she really walks us through her day-to-day what it looks like what she loves about formula e what's her least favorite part about her job like all those fun things so definitely should be tuning into that that will also be coming on youtube as well as our instagram channels and then after that my final content for the day was maserati msg racing where we actually played a game, which is going to be, uh, I think, really fun to watch. I was very lucky to meet three amazing women who work there, and they had such a nice rapport with each other. They all just looked so happy to be around each other and just clearly, like, love their job. So that's going to be coming very soon as well. So lots of content, very, very busy day. I was at the track from day to night. And then I finally got home. I actually ended up going and getting pizza at this place around my Airbnb. Oh my God, you guys, this is like very big for me to say because I live in New York and basically in food heaven. But this pizza was absolutely incredible. It was, it was firstly just completely unexpected. I literally just walked around the neighborhood and found this place and it smelled really good. So I was like, okay, I'll just sit here. And the good thing about dining solo, I will say, is that you get your reservation very quickly. So I only had to wait like 10 or 15 minutes, but there were people before me who'd been waiting for like an hour. So I got very lucky that way because I was sitting alone, then I got my table very quickly. And then I just enjoyed my incredible pizza. I obviously brought leftovers back and I had them the next day, but anywho... Um, The next day was Friday, which is when I started my day a little bit later. I only went to the track around like 3 p.m. Because the only session that happened on Friday was FP1. So usually Formula E actually has both FP1, FP2, Quali and Race Day on the same day. But for Portland, FP1 was on Friday. So I went a little bit earlier. I actually had a couple of meetings. I met an actual steward, which was world like she was firstly so nice and welcoming she was telling me all about her experience and what she does and like what other races she's been a steward on so that was really cool and we will be doing an interview with her on the podcast very soon as well and then I also met with some of the amazing creators who were there so Michaela from She Loves F1 who's an absolute doll Tony Cohen Brown, F1 Caroline, Lissy. There was a bunch of amazing people who were present, which is just so nice because I love to see how Formula E is actually working so directly with creators. They actually have an influencer team, which I think is so interesting that Formula One, for example, Formula One, for example, does not have an influencer team. I know that for a fact. And if an influencer wants to work with Formula One, they usually work directly through the teams or through sponsors and I feel like F1 is really missing out on an opportunity here because the creator economy in motorsport is gonna start booming very very quickly. I always tell people that motorsport creators are where fashion and beauty creators were 10 years ago when at the time it was so early on that it was hard to get paid it was hard to get like sponsorships and you know you were just doing things for free just to get the exposure but that's gonna change very very quickly and F1 really needs to be capitalizing on this, in my opinion. So anyway, Formula E had invited a bunch of creators who created really good um, content that you can check out on Instagram and really helped hype up the weekend as it should. And that was really cool because I got to hang out with them. And and then the influencer lead actually invited me to watch F P one with them. It was in like a raised platform, outdoor hospitality suite kind of thing which was kind of nice. The cars were like literally right in front of us and um, there was a huge screen in front so you could actually keep track of everything. The commentary was very, very audible as well. So totally loved that. And then after that, there was an event that was hosted by Southwire, which is the title sponsor of the Portland E-Prix. Southwire and Formula E kind of go way back, I believe. So the meeting or the event rather was all about that relationship and why it makes sense. And there were a lot of um investors i believe uh present as well so you could tell it was really more of like a sell-in which was interesting to witness and yeah that was friday next day was saturday which i knew was going to be a very long day so the morning was fp2 i literally can't believe i'm about to say this but i was in a team garage for fp2 literally not a drill i was in a team garage in fp2 with mahindra racing the girls at mahindra firstly so nice so welcoming they are just the friendliest friendliest bunch and i was able to be in the vip box to watch fp2 with them and that was just like an experience i genuinely thought i would never get because you know you only see vip's or celebrities get this and you only see it on social media and the fact that i was there i'm still actually not over it and I actually had um, the radio as well, like I had headphones and I could listen to a driver radio and I actually had Lucas de Grassi's radio, which was interesting. And then after the session ended, I ended up going back to the media center. So the media center is actually very well set up. If you do want to watch the races, there's two screens. I mean, there's pairs of screens everywhere. And the pair of screens includes like one screen that has all the data and then one screen that has the actual race going on. So it's very very comfortable to watch all the sessions from there so that's where I watched quali from and quali was a very new format for me obviously because I'm very used to the F1 format and I really thought it would be longer than it was but it was not that long it was it was interesting it was kind of like a knockout just like F1 but it was a very different format because there were duels involved That sounds very, like, ancient medieval, but you know what I mean. Um, So that was really interesting. And Jake Dennis ended up getting um, a pole position, which actually gave him three points. And that put him back in the leaderboard as number one in the standings. Isn't that wild that quality can literally change the leaderboard? And honestly, I don't hate that. After this, I actually ended up just, like, going to the pit lane. So they are sectioned off the back of the garages, like, a little bit of a... Uh, like a kind of like a pit walk where you could just kind of see all the garages and you could see the engineers working on the cars and you can just like stop in and say hi so that was kind of nice it was just like very open very welcoming environment and then i also had some meetings i met two incredible women who work at formula e one is a sustainability director there and has been there from the beginning and the other person is the wait for it chief media officer at formula e who also happens to be from the same hometown that I am from, Delhi. So we were literally just chatting for like 40 minutes about being from Delhi. I honestly love meeting South Asians in this space because, well, first of all, there are fewer women in the space, right? And then there's even fewer South Asian women. And when you meet someone who's from the same hometown, that experience, that relatability is just unparalleled. You know, the way you can talk to someone like that, the way you can talk to someone who, um, you know, has grown up in the same city as you, is familiar with the same schooling, um, you know, has had very similar family experiences, cultural experiences. And I don't really get to experience that in the world of motorsport. So it was really nice to actually have a sit down with her because we were just like chit-chatting, laughing, just talking away. And I absolutely love that. I'm actually going to have her on the podcast soon as well, hopefully. So you guys will get a glimpse of this, which I'm really excited about. After these meetings, I ended up going back to the media center to watch the race. Oh my god, the racing is so close in Formula E. We literally had our hearts in our throat the entire time. Like every lap, there was a change. There's a new car in number one position. And I'm kidding you not, there were 400 plus overtakes. That is absolutely crazy to me. Like, The usual Formula E, like number of overtakes is around like 120, 150. This had 400. And now if you compare to F1, like your mind really boggles because that's not what you experience watching F1. So that was a very new experience for me and I loved it. I loved that truly anything can change over a time. There's also a strategic element with attack mode that you're only given a few minutes per race for attack mode which is basically like you get a little bit of extra speed you can kind of compare it to DRS so just for a simple understanding but you have to be strategic you can't just you know like how in F1 you just have DRS that kind of makes DRS trains very common and kind of kills the race in my opinion but in Formula E that's not the case you have to be very Um, intentional about when you want to use attack mode which was very interesting to watch as well after the race i got to keep sitting in the media center and actually sit through the press conference as well of the top three drivers this is again something i really never thought i would get to witness the drivers honestly get on with each other so well like obviously there is a layer of like competition and rivalry but it seems very very healthy and they were all just joking with each other just you know um, talking about their day, just laughing around, like it was a much more chilled out environment, for the lack of a better better word. So the final three people on the podium were Nick Cassidy, Jake Dennis, and Antonio Felix da Costa. Antonio Felix da Costa is literally the funniest human being ever. He kind of reminded me a little bit of Daniel Ricardo that he has a bit of like an inner joker, and he's not afraid to show it. Like. He's very much someone like he who wears his heart in his sleeve, was very open about like the mistakes he made. Like he didn't really say it as mistakes, but he basically said that he was very confident that he had like the strategy figured out for the race. But he was very open and said like, I think Jake and Nick just did a better job and they were just like a little bit more clever than me today. And I think that's not something you really get to hear athletes or drivers say a lot and give credit where it's due. So I really, like I have a lot of respect for him. And I love when drivers can just own their personality. And I think Formula E is definitely a little bit less um, controlling from that perspective. I think they want drivers to have a personality, which is kind of nice. And yeah, I think the entire experience was just so amazing the access that you get, like even people who did not have a media pass or like paddock passes, they were able to get pretty close to the paddock and like see the garages from a distance. And I think that in itself is really something because in F1, that is not a possibility at all. Um, The tickets also at Formula E are just so, so much cheaper, like a 10th of the price in some cases. And I think that really shows that the series is really trying to get more people in is really seeing this more of like want to invite families to watch races together it's not you know it's it's affordable so like multiple people can come in the same group it's not like f1 where you know maybe families can't afford to all come together maybe only one person from family can come and i think formula is taking a very very different approach to that which i really respect so i'm really excited to see the future of the series it really made me think about Of course, there's a sustainability side and impact side of Formula E. But I think there is this accessibility side as well. Formula One is very aspirational, right? You can watch it on TV and you can feel very inspired. And I, I do. I do feel very inspired. I'm not going to question that or doubt that. But I think, you know, if when I was five years old and if I was unable to afford to go to a Formula One race, but I was able to afford to go to a Formula E race... I think it would really draw me to Formula E more. It would make me feel like okay, this is what I want to do because I I can see it right in front of my eyes, like I have access to it, and that makes me feel more welcomed into the sport. It makes me feel more like they want me there, as opposed to F1, which as a child I would just you know feel like it's very much out of touch with me. So I think think Formula E is doing a really really great job in just lifting motorsport in general and inspiring young kids because I can see that the level of access that is given can really impact someone into believing that they can be in one of those cars one day so it was a really exciting weekend overall I'm just so so happy that I got to experience this I actually did fall kind of sick while I was there but but my mind was just so happy to be there I think it just commanded my body to not feel sick until I was on my flight back so that was interesting and like now i'm sick basically but you know it was all worth it so coming up there is the rome epri and the london epri which are going to close out the 2023 season and then the next season starts in 2024 if you guys are not watching formula e i highly highly recommend that you give it a try it is so interesting to watch the racing is phenomenal so much closer than i've ever seen before And that really makes it a treat to watch. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And of course, if you guys have any questions about my experience at Formula E or Formula E in general, feel free to send us a DM. Feel free to send me a DM personally on my Instagram at manvimittal. And I will see you guys in the next podcast.